welcome back to We're Not Really Backpackers. I'm Susie. Yay, I'm Janie. Oh, thank God you're back. <laughs> oh my gosh. I you did such a great job. I loved I loved getting to hear your solo episode. Thanks for taking one for the team. Because oh, my no. Wi-Fi was so bad. <laughs> it was so shit. Oh, oh no. God. Like honestly, you are more than welcome, but it was I really missed you. It was so weird talking <laughs> talking to yourself. <laughs> yeah. You did a great job. A, thank you. Thank you. I haven't checked the numbers because I think <laughs> that would be a blow to my ego. <laughs> I don't think checking I don't I stopped checking the numbers. <laughs> no. Because no, no. I was like, oh good, my immediate family. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. I do. I love looking at the um, the regions, like all the countries mm. that listen to us. And yeah, it's always America at the top. I'm like, yep, mm. that's Jamie's uh, friends and family taking that's on it. for the What's team. Up? Thanks, guys. They're love supporting this whole podcast. <laughs> Talk about carrying the team, Jesus. <laughs> oh, none of my English friends give a shit. You guys, what the fuck? England, no, which not like you got anything else going on. <laughs> no, they're just British. <laughs> like, so Do British people not listen to podcasts? I listened to my dad wrote a porno. Oh my god, How I've never funny. listened to it. Dude, you I don't need know. To. I, I know. When I, know. I listened to the I got the first season when I listened to it, I was it was when I was still living obviously back home in the states and I was commuting into work. I was just taking the bus every morning. And I looked like an insane person, like literally had to stop, like trying to stifle out loud laughter with my <laughs> headphones in on the bus every morning, like in tears. It's so fucking funny. Oh my um, God. So if you need a laugh, you should. Yeah, I, I definitely so do. Yeah, that's on the list. The other one, um, well, I've listened to a few of my favorite murder, murders yeah. with you. The other one I actually I listened to is um, Blind Boy Boat Club or the Blind Boy podcast. He is called he's called Blind Boy. He is part of this Irish duo called. um, Oh, my God. Why have I forgotten the name? Oh, my God. What is he called? No, I'm going to have to look this up. It's going to really annoy me otherwise. (laughs) Hang on a second. Is he actually blind? No, but he wears a plastic bag on his head. What? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Rubber bandits, rubber bandits, that's it. Okay. So yeah, he was this Irish duo um, that wrote some music, kind of like tongue-in-cheek, um, satirical music, so funny. And they wow. wear plastic bags on their heads because it's just genius because they don't want to be recognised. They want complete anonymity. Yeah. So like, um, a la yeah, Daft he, Punk, a la Sia. It's the mm-hmm, same kind of vibe. Exactly. Yeah. And he, so the other guy, Mr. Chrome, doesn't do the podcast. It's only Blind Boy. But he is so funny. And he's so, I don't know. He's just got a really cool sense of humor. And he's also does a lot for mental health awareness. Hmm. speaks a lot about yeah because he suffered from um mental health issues 
and then decided to educate himself on it and now talks a lot about it on his podcast as well as like political issues but it's always funny and always current and I know I just learn a lot from him so cool well those are those are our podcast recommendations for the week I'm gonna check that one out yes so where are you now you're in I am in Noosa like in the Sunshine Coast so like mid Queensland north of Brisbane but I finally made it to (laughs) Queensland God. Well, it was a close call for a second. We can go on into talking about the. God, where did I even leave off talking last time? Fuck, I probably should have looked at that before we started. It was before I got to Hobart. Oh, Port Arthur. Port Arthur. Yes. Yeah. I I had Port Arthur in my mind, but I didn't know if you'd covered all before that. We covered before it. Yeah. Yeah. So on my road tripping around Tasmania the last time Susan and I talked I was talking about my beginning half of the trip and going on like the west north and starting on the east coast and making my way down um and so then I got to Port Arthur which was um it's like a tourist attraction now where it's basically these old convict era um buildings that have been you know almost 200 years ago now is when they were originally built and they've had different uses over the years. But, um, it was, so in the convict era of, I don't know, I'm, I feel like everybody knows this, but maybe not that, um, the colonization of Australia started with, um, when the British colonized it and obviously the, um, you know, essential genocide of the indigenous people. But after that, mm-hmm. the, um, they um, would send convicts from England in the UK to Australia to serve sentences um, as like a heightened punitive measure, but they were mostly like labor um, camps, essentially. Port Arthur was one of the more like, it was a secondary penitentiary, penitentiary. so it was for like repeat offenders would then be mm. sent to Port Arthur. And there was another, it was one of the worst ones in Australia. There was another one that was like also really harsh and had a really awful reputation, but it was only an active penitentiary for like 70 years. And then basically at the end of that, ever since it's like, so from like the 1830s to the 1870s, wait, no, that's not right. Is it right? It, I don't know. The number 70 is sticking out in my head. I'm obviously a really well um, learned historian. (laughs) But um, uh, after it stopped being an active penitentiary, it like almost immediately became a tourist attraction. So it's had many iterations of that. And it was like a hotel. It was privately owned at different points. Like fucking crazy. Yeah, and then I think it was in the late 90s, it was the one mass shooting that Australia has has had ever was there. Yeah, my mum was telling me about this today. Yeah. She remembered then, it. <clears throat> yeah, it was awful. They had like a memorial garden and everything. But mm. then unlike <clears throat> some other country that we know of, they actually did something and changed their gun laws. And that's the only mass yeah. shooting that they've had in their, you know, in their recent history of a fairly yeah. young colonized country. So that's kind of the background. It's on this, um, the 
Tasman Peninsula on the East Coast, and it's a beautiful area. When I was there, it was like raining all weekend. Um, but except the day that I went to Port Arthur and I didn't really intend to stay there. Cause I've just heard like, it's really intense. It's really heavy. It's really, mm. you know, it's sad, but it's important history yeah. as well to, to learn about where all this kind of came from. Um, yeah. So, um, I ended up being there for five hours. Some long <laughs> like, time. Yeah. So you go and it's, it's weird because it's like, it's a beautiful facility. They've done a great job of restoring buildings. There was, you know, have been bushfires over the years and things have been damaged. So they've restored certain ones and, mm. you know, done um, like little explanations of everything, of all the different buildings and their uses and you basically go and you get a little card that has like a name of someone on it. And then you can go and see like what their role was, what, what they were, you know, and it's all true of how old they were, how they got to Port Arthur, if they survived or not, like what their sentence was. And it's weird because it's like, it's kind of the Disney version of history because it's like, they kind of just like gloss over a lot of shit, which Hmm. like, obviously like of course they're gonna do because it's so weird there was like families there like little kids and I'm like it's weird that this is like a tourist attraction and like people yeah. are just so just like like happy like people were happy I was I was pissed off the whole time yeah I was like yeah I felt like I was taking fucking crazy pills when I first got there and like the first little guided tour that you get, the tour guide was just like cracking jokes. And like, I don't know. It just, it didn't feel like there was any reverence for, and it was like, you know, some people had a hard time, but a lot of people really benefited from the structure and were able to become, um, you know, positive members of society. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. We're still peddling this. Like we're still thinking like in perpetuating, the notion that this was a good idea and that people benefited from essentially like indentured, like slave labor of, mm. of because it was a shipbuilding yard first. Yeah. And then like the other part of it, which they took from the Quakers in the U S and like prisons that were already in, um, in the U S was they as like a higher level of punishment from people that were misbehaving in the general population they were taken and they were taken to this it was essentially solitary confinement oh god but it was designed in a way intentionally to break people mentally what and that's what they said and they were like this is a great because they were finding that corporal punishment like public whippings just weren't working anymore people weren't actually reforming so how do we break them if we can't break them physically oh we'll break them mentally oh god and this was what the quakers had started doing in america Mm. and so they adopted it from that and it was basically it was this other prison building where all of the cells are just like these little cells they don't they call you by a number you're not allowed to know oh. who else is there they put bags over their heads when they're walking it? them from cell to cell so they don't have they're completely what? anonymous they're not allowed to <gasps> speak or make noise unless they're in church and then they can sing in the church 
This was nuts. Oh in the church, there's these stands and you can go into it and they've replicated it. And there's audio playing to replicate what the like sound would have been like, which was just like quiet. And then just like some like shuffling. It was so eerie. Ugh. But in the like pews, I guess they're, you know, elevated kind of like amphitheater stands, but you basically get walked into a box, like a horse stall, and there's walls on either side. So you can see in front of you and that's it. You can't see the people next to you. And that was the only time that they were allowed to make noise. And then they were allowed out in like their individual yards, which were literally, they look like dog kennels. They're just like these concrete long runs that they were allowed out for one hour a day Mm. and then otherwise they were like making brooms and other sorts of like goods and then it was an insane asylum like god just crazy shit and then you go to the like general's house and the captain's house or whatever the fuck and it's gorgeous gorgeous and luxurious and views and beautiful like beautiful and it was so interesting like they like all the doorway, everything was super small, which is like, I'm six one, obviously. And I it just, it's, oh, I always like notice, I'm like, oh, wow, everything was little. And he's like, yeah, the average height of women in that time um, was five feet. And the average height of men in that time was five, three. Really? Yeah. So five, just like, three. as like humans, we've grown so much. Like, yeah, because we have <laughs> access to so much more food. I think probably food and amongst other things. genetic differences. Yeah. Like people are able to yeah. diversify your genome a lot yeah. more. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's so interesting. This evening I was at dinner and there's this bottle of wine on the table. It's like, oh, it had like this kind of frosted glass effect, almost like, um, like, you know, when you take a bottle of wine out of the fridge and it's like really cold. So I like touched yeah. it. I was like, oh no, it's just frosted. Like this is really cool glass. And my sister literally turned the bottle around and it is a label with a prisoner on it. And it yeah. says 19 crimes. Oh and it's yeah. This, have you heard of this wine? Yeah. You can like get a scanner code and you can look at, I mean, it's a real prisoner. Yep, you can see a- their crimes and it's all like petty I didn't realize yeah. a lot of the people taking over is just petty tiny oh, yeah. in crimes that you should never have been and then my mom and dad told me we have a bridge just literally not even half a mile down the road quarter of yeah. a mile down the road and there's a plaque on it that I've never noticed before and it on it it says if you def- defacing this bridge will lead to transportation yeah Fuck, I was like, dude. you fucking kidding me. So if you yeah. just did something to this bridge, oh, it was you get petty crimes. Ten- it was <sighs> like if it was under you if you stole anything under like five pounds or something, it was transportation. But if it was over five pounds, it was hanging or something like that. Like oh and then just so you go on a little awful. harbor tour because it's it's on this like peninsula basically and then you're surrounded by forest and there are these little islands out in the bay. And you get um included in your you know park entry as you get on this like very nice like little ferry boat and they take you around the harbor and do a little like you know recording explaining stuff so one of them was the island of the dead and it was like the cemetery island and that's where everyone that you know died from 
prisoners to regular people were, you know, citizens were buried there, mm-hmm. but prisoners were all buried in unmarked graves. So they oh, can only estimate gosh. how many people passed. Um, also, they like, <laughs> they wanted to build up this little community. So on the same grounds as like the penitentiary and then like the church and whatever, there's like houses for the um, civilians and mm. like the spouses and the families of people that worked for the prison. So it was like, this like high society kind of like social clubs and stuff. Like Mm. you look in these gorgeous gardens and all these beautiful plants from all over the world, a lot, you know, of seeds were brought over from England and there are these beautiful like English gardens. There's this gigantic chestnut tree that has tape all around it that you're not allowed to walk under because there's no squirrels in Australia. So the chestnuts are like, (gasps) there's nothing. So they're huge and they're like, the branches will break. So it's like a liability, but it's this like almost, is this beautiful gigantic tree, but they're like, it's so out of place. But Mm. anyway, so it's just weird. The contrast of like all of that. But, um, so on this Harbor tour, there's the Island of the dead, which you could then, you know, pay extra to go look at. And I was like, I'm good. Thank you so much. Um, (laughs) I'm going to pass. And then there was another Island, which was the youth penitentiary. So the age of like being considered an adult in the UK at that time was seven. What? There were so many impoverished and orphaned children (gasps) that were tried as adults because after the age of seven, you were technically considered like you could make your own way. So kids as young as seven were transported to Australia to serve time for petty theft mostly on this fucking like boys jail island fucking hell that is not atrocious and this is but they just like and i get that they don't want it to be super heavy and it's tourism and it's money and it's all these just like it was all just like a bunch of like middle-aged white people that were like just laughing and having a great time and you can get beer and wine and snacks everywhere and like just the casualness that they were talking about yeah. these just like atrocities. I was like, why yeah. is no one like what? And I was by myself mm. too, which I think I also was just like, you know, in a prison of my own mind, um, which didn't help, but <laughs> it was my just... mind. <laughs> sorry. I don't mean to but joke. It was it's not funny. But... No, you're fine. I just like, it was crazy. And I just ended up just walking around for hours mm. and there's just so much to see. And I just felt like I wanted to see all of it to like, pay respects and to try to just get as much information as I could but yeah it was Mm. intense it was a really like heavy day yeah it hearing you speak it reminds me of when I went to the killing fields in Phnom Penh in Cambodia or just outside Phnom Penh yeah and it was slightly different there because it wasn't like everyone was running around and laughing and having a great old time but yeah, you see some people like taking selfies, and I know you. I know they don't mean it, but it's like it's so weird. Like uh, I saw people like climbing up. Yeah. So there's like this shell of the old church, which was not consecrated, so it could be used for multiple services. But um, 
and they have audio of like what a sermon would have sounded like during that time and it's all just like you know hellfire and brimstone and whatever and it's just like a creepy vibe like it just like it yeah and all of all of this all of the punishment is all supposed to be around because all of it was you're either doing labor or you're praying to god god and that will reform you and set you free and blah 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 so it's all under this really crazy, super strict religious mm. aspect as well, of course. And people are like climbing on the church, like taking pictures and like the, like, and it just like, it felt weird. Felt I was like, weird. I don't, yeah. like, don't want to like be like posing yeah. in a prison. It feels weird. There's, there's a massive juxtaposition there. But I feel <laughs> like not, we do, yeah. yeah, like the way that it's marketed and the way that it's presented is very beautiful. And it's just like, it allows for that cognitive dissonance to like not really take to heart and to really like realize how bad life was and then yeah it was just pissing me off that there was I just kept seeing all these like little like plaques and things everywhere where it was just kind of just lightly mentioning what their crime was and then some people being like he couldn't stay out of the you know criminal lifestyle very long so he was welcomed back to the facility two years later after his sentence and i was like so you take oh a seven-year-old you ship him over so here dignified. to a foreign country to do to do prison work labor camp as a child then you quote-unquote set him free and then you act as if with he no has support? any other fucking option with no support with no mm. No other, the only people that he knows are other criminals. Like, we know that the prison system, the prison industrial complex, like, doesn't, it's not about rehabilitating people. It's about making money and profiting off of and exploiting people that are impoverished. So anyway. Yeah. It was just kind of like, I'm really glad that I went and spent time there, but it was a big, I was just like, I need a fucking nap after this. It felt sad. Yeah. Because it's like, I would like to think that we're so much further than that. But it wasn't, A, it wasn't that fucking long ago. And B, we're really not. We are really not. No. And that's the scary thing. I feel like there are so many things happen. And the constant thought I have is like, it's fucking 2021. How are we not more advanced than this? Like, how are we still so ignorant I mean, like, it's willful ignorance. That? Yeah, I, I had it this uh, this evening. I was just um, watching the second half of the Meghan and Harry interview. Oh, I haven't watched it. And it was the same thing. I was I've like, only seen clips. Oh, I won't spoil anything. No, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it, I've just seen I think, clips. I think, I think she, I think they both come across really well, and mm-hmm. I feel so sorry for them yeah. and everything they went through. And I'm just having the same thing. I'm like how is it 2021 and we're still having to go through this and talk about this? Like there is so much information out there. There is so much that we should have learned from our history by now. And history Mm. is literally repeating itself. And this is something Mm. that Harry says, actually, he's like, I'm literally watching history repeat itself in front of my eyes. There's not, I can't not do anything, you know? Yeah. And like to hear about this, like disnifying the and packaging the whole thing up into like this shiny present yeah it's just it's infuriating but that's how ignorant there are pe- that people are and corporations again like they want all this money yeah. and then i can i can understand you know p- why people go to visit and families and stuff but i think if i had children and i 
I would take them for education reasons, but I would sit right. them down before and be like, right, this isn't a, a fun job. This isn't like a park. Yeah. This isn't a party. This isn't a park. Like we're here to learn and then we'll leave. Mm-hmm. And just like obviously be respectful. I don't know. Yeah. No, totally. I, I agree. And I think it's, I, the thing that just kind of like annoyed me about it, which I think is what so many places do is, yeah, it was just like a watered down version of what really happened. I think for a lot Mm. of these people. I really struggle with it because I have this just over, I just have this feeling of shame a lot as well. Mm. Like I know it's not me who did any of this shit and I can't help this history of this country, but I just thought that we would be so much smarter than this and be so much more compassionate after everything that we've done Mm. to other countries, the colonization in inverted commas, AKA the pillaging and raping and burning and mass destruction only to rebuild how we wanted it. Right. But it's 2021. Like, how are we still, how are we still allowing stuff to be on the front page of the newspapers like utter just pure racism against someone like Meghan Markle and and pitting her and Kate against each other and like honestly Jane I I can't can't, it makes me so mad and like I love so much about being from the UK but Mm -hmm. I notice like if I meet someone they're like where are you from I'm like right that's a very difficult question (laughs) (laughs) and it comes down a lot to shame like I don't want to say I'm English like I will always lead with the Scottish part I always lead with the Scottish part because I'm like so proud of my Scottish but I wish I saw the accent so people would believe me but yeah I know dude it's 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 I think being aware of it and doing the best that we can to minimize the harm (laughs) that is capable of happening to people is is a pretty good start and having the awareness around that is yeah it's we're doing what we can and just actively trying to do as much as we can to yeah reduce harm and to help marginalized communities um exactly yeah i get it It, maybe a little bit less so now but you know since 2016 it's not been a fun introduction to be like I, I still feel weird saying I'm American. I don't know why. I'm like, oh, I'm from the it's States. It's so weird hearing you say that, actually. When you just I said that, I was like, it. that sounds so weird to come out to speed to say that. You will say, where are you so from? Weird. And instead of saying, from I'm American, yeah. I feel like it sounds better. And it's a more accurate stance to be like, oh, I'm from the States. Yeah. Yeah. Because they haven't asked, what's your nationality? They asked where you where you're from, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. I don't know. <laughs> just yeah. I get I get it's complex. Like our yeah. cultural identities are it's so weird because it's all relatively made up to a certain extent too. Like it's all it doesn't should yeah. fucking matter. It doesn't matter. No. But then it also does, right? Like mm. it just I don't think I'm making any sense, but it's <laughs> No, it's a com- it's a complex issue, and there are so many difficulties with everything to do with the label and the box that you are put in. But I think that's 
one of the biggest things is like, you know, what you said about just minimizing the harm and doing what you can to be as positive and spread as much goodness as we can. And it's making, in my eyes, especially the younger generation, see that like, don't box yourself into something. If you, if you want to be X, Y, Z, you be X, Y, Z. Like, yeah. You know, don't let something like your nationality limit you or your race limit you or your gender limit you. Yeah. I think that having open acknowledgement of what your privileges are, what your disadvantages are, because they are so varied for everyone to differing, you know, degrees, but Mm. we can't really move. Like, I feel like we're, I'm glad that we've moved past the like color blindness form of being PC of like, we don't see color. It's like, well, that's erasure. That's not acknowledging people for their individual cultures and also their individual struggles and achievements Mm -hmm. that are unique because of the systems that have been put in place so Mm. I think yeah as much as it's uncomfortable for you and I to like take on our (laughs) national identities because of where we were born um, and the histories that go along with that like I think it's we can't deny them either because that would be I think harmful to people who those groups have been harmed. You yeah, know? Like, definitely. Right now, saying like, yeah, like I, I, this is where my family is from. This is where my mm-hmm. history is from. And here's what I, with that knowledge of what has been done previously, here's what I'm, I'm doing working now, on doing yeah. going forward. But we can't yeah. just be like, oh, like I don't want to think about it, which I don't think either of us are doing. But no. um, it would be easier if we didn't have to but yeah. it wouldn't be helpful <laughs> at all. No, I think it's up to us. It's up to us. And it's, it's our generation that really needs to stand up now and be like, this is not acceptable. We need to change. We need to change this shit. Like we can't allow our children to be carrying this hate and pass the hate through us onto them. Like, yeah, no. It's not acceptable. It's so much more work too to like actively hate and oppress people. Oh god. Yeah. It must be exhausting being so so hateful. Yeah. yeah but people I are blind to it. So. They don't even realize how hateful they are. They just mm. they've been they've been I mean obviously obviously uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of There's course, like overt versions of, of it have. which are obvious, but I think the harder part is the more insidious like covert ways in which things Mm. have just been normalized and that there are these beliefs that people don't realize are rooted in hatred and yeah um, yeah fear yeah Yeah. absolutely absolutely and essentially just white supremacy so much of it is white male supremacy if we're gonna get into it so the future is intersectional yeah it's so it's so interesting how I don't know. I didn't. I didn't realize how much I'd learnt about mm. all of this as well. Um, I thought I was pretty clued up when I was younger. Yeah, but absolutely not. I. Uh, yeah, I think I, I. Same. I feel like so much of my self, all most of my education to, and I'm a whoa, nowhere near done. 
but no, most of it, I mean, it's all been self-directed because it's not really a surprise once you are aware of these kinds of things, why institutions like public education wouldn't be actively trying to educate the masses on no. injustices that are currently occurring um, yeah. and have pre- like, you know, as accurately as what is going on. Um, yeah. And the intersections of all these things. So it's not shocking that they wouldn't be like, oh, here, you know, here's all the information. It's fucking frustrating. And, um, but I think of all the shit that comes with the internet, one of the things that I am grateful for for it is the ease of which information can be spread. Yeah, misinformation can be spread just as easily, but so can real information. So yeah. We just have to, you know. Yeah, it's a really good example of this is being at school and being in history, Mm. you know, in history lessons, and we're taught about William the Conqueror and how he conquered all these lands and he was this amazing traveler and how he did this and this. We're not told about the darkness behind that. Like, what what does that actually mean? It's just glazed over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally, just, totally. We still celebrate Columbus Day in the U.S., celebrating Christopher Columbus. Really? Yeah, it's a public holiday. Oh, my God. I mean, in, like, Thanksgiving. <sighs> oh. Like, we're literally just going to celebrate genocide with a feast. Shit, man. I know. Yeah. And I think the thing that gets tricky for people is being like, well, that's my culture and like getting kind of defensive and around the ownership of it. And it's like, they don't want to lose the day with the family, with the meal. And it's like, sure, but you you can still have those things. You can have traditions, but you can't pretend and you can't be willfully ignorant or dismissive of where they came from. Yeah. You can't do that. Like that's just harmful. Yeah. Absolutely. To people that are already that have already been so harmed. I could talk about this all day. I know me too. I feel like it's all I do. <laughs> do you want to come strike up a conversation with me at a bar? Guess what? <laughs> How much do you know about intersectional feminism? I don't know that much, but I'm gonna quiz you on what I do know. <laughs> Margarita time. my god i've just been eating so much since i've been up here the food is so good i finally went to a good mexican restaurant no you didn't did you it was i mean it's still not as good as home but pretty fucking close like actually good tacos Oh my god! I don't know if we've ever mentioned it on this podcast. I guarantee like, I fucking we... mentioned it. I guarantee <laughs> I've mentioned it. <laughs> we tried so many times to get good Mexican food in Melbourne, and it was just not possible. Was it? Bad. Yeah, it's a place up here in Noosa, and um, oh, they had really good like elote, like barbecue corn, like Mexican street corn. It was <gasps> fucking delicious. That's the stuff we actually. There was that one place that we went to in Melbourne City that was okay. Do you it was okay. It was like fucking expensive. Yeah. It was like eighty dollars a person because we didn't understand that it was a set menu, and we were like, "Wow, this is so much food." <laughs> you thought it'd yeah, be- eighty dollars. You thought it'd be like forty dollars. Before we had jobs, and we were like, "Fuck, okay, Fuck. cool, yeah." Lesson but learned. I do remember. <laughs> I do remember the food was good, day, yeah. but it wasn't. But yeah, not. But like- this, 
the tortillas were really like you could tell they were made in house and nothing pisses me off more well well on the scale of things when we're talking about mexican (laughs) food um then when you go to a mexican (laughs) restaurant here in australia and the chips like the corn chips are Mm. like from a bag like a doritos or like a oh yeah they're really flimsy and they're just like yeah and they just they don't make like a lot of mexican Mm. restaurants here that i've noticed don't actually make their own tortilla chips in-house yeah they just buy them from a bag and i'm like well this is fucking annoying as shit yeah so this place makes their own (laughs) and they were really good and so i was like yeah i was very happy with that yeah oh my god i'm so jealous so much so much yeah it's been great that's good feeding the soul i feel like life up there is just just amazing like it's like sunny and you're by the ocean and beautiful food and it's been raining the past two days but it's still been just gorgeous like can you guys like walk around without masks on yeah oh my frick (laughs) yeah and (laughs) so yeah in queensland there's like there's like no restrictions right now so oh my like god no you can hug each other yeah oh my freaking god if i wanted to i could go make out with a stranger at a bar shut up i should just go put my tongue in a stranger's mouth <laughs> <laughs> i won't but i could <laughs> that's the most important thing yeah, I like having options. Oh, well, oh. when we were in Byron Bay last weekend, it's like, it was really fun, but it was just, it's a, the going out scene was like, it was very, it skewed very young. So we oh, went to it? go into a bar and we were waiting and they actually like check your IDs at bars here. I was like, well, this is how you know. Like, yeah. No one's actually going to check my fucking ID. I'm 30 years old. I just have to, like, have it on me. But they're, like, really inspecting. Because everyone, like, there was, like, teenagers there. And I was like, oh, yeah. no, I can't. I can't. No. I can't be in a bar with 15-year-olds with fake IDs. Like, it's just not going to happen for me. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. But, yeah. Oh, so my God. I haven't I'm really been, like, going so... out. I've just been eating. But, technically, that option is available because... They don't have restrictions in Queensland because there's no COVID. Fuck, dude. We're only just coming to the home stretch now. Um, I don't think there's a home stretch in sight for the US, so I'm soaking it up. I yeah, I've got true. five that's weeks true. of COVID free freedom true. before I'm back stateside. So what's happening with um, vaccines and stuff over there? Have you heard anything? Um it depends on which state you're in, but what's happening in Washington right now where I'm from is it's still like the, the group that's still eligible to get them is still like high risk, you know, industries. And then people Mm. over 65 is still where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. And then I do have some friends that have gotten them through like, basically if you help with the the clinics, like I have friends that are, are in the medical field that have volunteered at the vaccine clinics yeah. Basically, they do like a count of how many vaccines they need for that day, and then they pull them all out and take the like you know lids off or whatever, not to expose the needle, but whatever. They basically can't put them back in the refrigerator after that. So if people miss their appointments or no show or they you know yeah. whatever, if they've got extras, then people who have been working there have been able to get vaccinated. Or I have a friend who is an EMT 
or my friend's husband's EMT and he was able to bring like six vaccines home. So she like texted our friends to be like, I've got six vaccines, like first come first serve, who (gasps) wants one? So yeah. Oh my God. That's I know. So I'm like really hoping that in five weeks, I still know someone who's helping with the fucking vaccine clinics. I'm like, can I help? Like I'll volunteer. I've got nothing to do. Like fucking shoot me up. I don't care. Do it. I'm in. Because once you can get it, you can like do anything. Yeah. The only people that I've had any contact with apart from my family. So I'm very lucky to have them, but it's just, if I go on like a daily walk, but even then I'll pass like maybe one or two people and then you're you have to really veer off to the end and like we're still all wearing masks can't go out nothing's open it's been like Mm -hmm. a ghost town everywhere so but luckily the deaths have reduced so much so my dad and my mum have got their first ones but yeah my mum's saying like there's been loads of no well not loads but there's been like quite a few no-shows it's like what the fuck is happening? I really hope that they haven't succumbed People, I mean, to the, the conspiracy theorists or something. Anti-vaxxers, bloody hell. I just, even if, I don't even care. Let's say hypothetically they're right and we're wrong and this is all part of the Matrix conspiracy. I wouldn't even know the difference. No. So whatever. If I have to get a microchip implanted in me so that I can make out with someone again. Okay. <laughs> I'm willing to take that fucking risk. <laughs> me too. I don't think that's what's going on, but like hypothetically, <laughs> I have an iPhone. I have two iPhones on me. Like I'm being yeah. tracked. It's fine. They all know yeah. our porn history. To be honest, um, I've kind of come to the same conclusion. I'm like, everyone watches you through your laptop. I'm like, cool what are they gonna see me trying to make a tiktok <laughs> fucking yeah. it like <laughs> it's just gonna be weird for them <laughs> yeah watch me pick my nose a couple of times I don't know. i'm going on holiday in spain did i tell you no when i'm so excited in uh, September. So by then, we will have all had yeah. at least... Uh, so the, me and my brother and sister will have had our first vaccines. And yeah. my mum and dad will be fully vaccinated. Amazing. So, yeah. Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah. If, all, if all goes to plan and if we don't have more strains... Yeah, who fucking ...materialise, but yeah. I just want to check, like, what happened after yeah. Port Arthur? Did you... Oh. Did you... Because Port Arthur's, yeah. like... Where is it? So Port Arthur, uh, right after that, then I went to Hobart because it's north of Hobart. So I drove down and then I was in Hobart for a weekend and I stayed at a hostel and Mm. it was super fun. Um, I stayed in a really cute area. It's called like Battery Point and it's like all very like cute old houses and like pubs and stuff and nice. um, Yeah, I had a great weekend. I just like was it I was just like feeling my damn self and the (laughs) first night I was there I already told you this and I (laughs) I don't know if I should go into this or not but I think I will fuck it um the yes the first night I was there I was asked to be in a threesome with a couple that were filming stuff for their OnlyFans (laughs) 
oh, I didn't know that. They were filming stuff for OnlyFans, weren't they? Oh, yeah. So I don't Wait, know. Wait, so like, you were going to be on camera? I don't know. But I don't oh know. God. And it's like, it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, I know this is a bad idea. But then part of me was like, <laughs> the little devil on my shoulders, like, fucking do it, do it, do it, do it. And then I texted you to be like, I shouldn't do this, right? Like, it's a bad idea. Okay. Like, I And you were like, yeah, no, don't do that. It's not safe. Like, you do not know these people. What are you talking about? It's like, yep, okay, yep, yeah. Like, it's this, like, because if I, and I know, like, if I really wanted to do it, then I would have just done it. I wouldn't have, like, asked anyone else's input. But it's like, you're, I was, like, looking for a roadblock. I was looking for someone else to, like, stop me from myself. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I, obviously, like, I would never tell anyone to do what, to do anything that they do yeah. or don't want to do. But um, it was just... <laughs> Stupid. I think in the back of your mind, you you knew you didn't want to do it. You just wanted, like, yeah. a, someone else to be like, no, don't, obviously, like, don't. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just because, like, like, look, threesome, fun. OnlyFans, fun. You do you, boo. The only thing but is... Strangers. <laughs> strangers. Yeah, there has to be some kind of veil of safety Stupid. around that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There has to the be, thing, like, you have to, thing, oh, I don't know, know someone before yeah, you decide I mean, to, like, go to their house and do that. I don't know. I, I like, just I just knew that if anything happened to you, I would never forgive myself. Because oh. even if it was you who made the decision, I would be like, nope, it's because of me. I told her to be oh. okay. <laughs> That's very sweet. Well, I'm glad that our mutual fears stopped me from doing that because obviously that was a bad idea. So, good. That's growth. That's progress. That's maturity. Yeah, but I also think it's fucking cool that you got offered to be in a threesome. I'm never I don't know how cool that is. I think that that's kind of like, I don't know if that's really like a badge of honor necessarily. I just think it's something that happened. And I think it probably happens every day. I think I'm going to make you one and you should put it next to your My Favourite Murder Badge. (laughs) Deal. (laughs) I'll wear it on my jacket. (laughs) Can you imagine if I make this? I got offered to be in a threesome. (laughs) And for OnlyFans. Gold ribbon. (laughs) That's fucking cool. So you didn't go there. I did not. I just went to sleep. (laughs) Like, I didn't even go out. I was just fucking exhausted because it was the day after I had spent the whole day in Port Arthur. So I was just like, I should go do something in the city. And then I was just like, oh, wait, I'm actually so tired. So the next day I spent the whole day kind of just like walking around the city and I went to the market and that was really fun. And, um... Yeah, it was just like a really good day of just like walking around, like exploring the city. And then in the evening, I went back and was like making food at the hostel. And there was these two girls that were super sweet. And they were in the kitchen. And then we were all like, kind of talking and stuff. And like, yeah, like, what are you going out tonight? Because it was like a Saturday. And I was like, oh, I don't know yet. And they're like, yeah, like, come out with us, blah, blah, blah. We were getting ready to go out. and We were drinking. And they were like, I was like, yeah, I'm just kind of tired. But and they're like, yeah, you know, when we're tired too, we usually just like push through anyway, though, and like still go out. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, how old are you, though? <laughs> they were like, oh, we're 20. And I was like, 
yeah, that's why. That's why. <laughs> and they were like, well, why? How old are you? And I was like, I'm 30. And they looked, they both were like, what? what? You're 30? You don't you know that. You don't 30. <laughs> One of the girls goes, but you don't have any wrinkles. And I was like, do you think you just like turned to dust? Like, all of a sudden, at midnight, on your, when you're 29, one day you just, like, instantly become ancient. But I get it. Like, I remember, like, 30 sounded so old when I was 20, but... You pat the skin and puffs of powder. Just, <laughs> just cobwebs. <laughs> oh, my God. That is that hilarious. So yeah. But you, they are right. Like, you don't... I mean, what does 30 look like? I don't know. Exactly. But you do see some people who are, like, 30, like, Damn, you've got Fuck. loads of wrinkles already. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been using retinol and trying to like actually take care of my skin for maybe the first time in my life. So I hope it's not too what late. What is retinol? It is like a chemical exfoliant, basically. Okay. Yeah. So it like takes off the top layer skin. Yeah. So you're skin. supposed to do it at night. And then I did it too much a couple of weeks ago because it was like my skin was looking really good. And so I was going from doing it like twice a week because then I was like, oh, I'm going to do it like more than that. And don't do that because then it like irritates the fuck out of your skin. So my skin was like red. And so then I had to get like this really intense like eczema fucking cream and was just slathering it on my face for like three days to like make it go away. So learn my lesson there. Don't go overboard with the retinol but a little bit is perfect <laughs> what's the phrase um everything in moderation exactly um so yeah oh and then the last day that I was in um Hobart I went to there was another girl that I met at the hostel who she was really cool she's um a skydive instructor Oh, and wow. is from England, but has been living over here, like doing skydiving. Fucking cool. Um, what? I know, crazy. Yeah. Um. But so then, her and I went, and we drove and drove around Bruni Island together, which is this little island, kind of like off of Hobart, and that mm. was really fun too. It was beautiful, just like, and we went and ate a fuck ton of like oysters, and we went to this like. Oh. It was yeah. like a brewery and like a cheese making place and a bakery. So it was just like fresh bread and cheese. That was amazing. And beer. And beer. Bread, cheese, and beer. What oh, more could you want? Amazing. Yeah. So good. And so we just like had a really nice day doing that. So yeah, I just had a great time in Hobart. And then I went yeah. down past Hobart to the very, very southmost tip that you can drive to of Tassie mm. called Cockle Creek, which like has also some really cool history it used to be like a whaling kind of bay and actually what i didn't know is that the french came to australia before the british really like seven years or so before the british came the french went there it's like was you know they were trying to discover new lands but there's literally like letters of like them writing back saying oh we're not interested in land that's already inhabited by other people so they went back yeah. like a few years later for like an anthropological study basically and like spent time with the indigenous people and like there's all these books and stuff like learning about their cultures and from all different areas. Wow. But they were That's talking how it about this Creek. Yeah. And then but unfortunately when they went back a few years after that, 
a lot of the indigenous communities had already been wiped out because of um, like smallpox or like diseases oh, that they unwilling fuck. and unknowingly spread by just going. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So then after that, then the British came. <laughs> so That's a cherry on top, isn't it? Isn't it? Fucking yeah. English. But I think the, 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 the Dutch also came at some point. I don't know. But anyway, um, you know, white people doing white people shit. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the southernmost tip, it was beautiful. Like freezing mm. fucking cold because you are so mm. close to Antarctica. It is like nuts. Um, and there's nothing in between. So the winds are really intense. And Thank God. But the water was like bright blue, just like gorgeous. and Crystal. Yeah. So I just was down there for a night and I went to go find my parking or a camping spot. And I got my car stuck on a rock that I didn't see. That was like, oh, it was like a, no. it was like in the grass. And I don't have a, I mean, like a little small car. It's not a fucking four wheel drive car. And I've just gotten real cocky with it. And um, <laughs> so I like turtle myself basically on this fucking car. And luckily there was this like older couple that were camping there that just like automatically came over and he like jacked my car up and we got like planks and like put it under and they like helped me get out. And I was like, I just fucking love Australians so much. Like, I don't know what yeah. I would have done. Otherwise, yeah, I had, yeah, like, yeah. very limited cell service. Like, if it was an empty campsite, I would have been fucked. Like, yeah. So, oh yeah. my god, the universe delivered. Shit, it was so nice. So yeah, spent a night there. Then I went back up, and I had to pass back through Hobart on my way back mm. up. And then I kind of went up the middle and camped a couple of nights. Went to Cradle Mountain, hiked around Cradle Mountain for a bit of the day. Um, really wanted to see a wombat, did not. So that's my only regret, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was just beautiful. And then, yeah, I took the ferry back to Victoria. Um, must've been so weird getting back. It was so weird, but I, um, planned to go do the great ocean road, which is the like southern coastal kind of drive in between south australia and melbourne and that's where like the 12 apostles which are these like rock formations in the sea and like it's supposed to be beautiful and it was and i was driving on it that was the day that victoria announced they were going back into a five-day mm -hmm. stage four lockdown yeah so i yeah, got off I the boat at 6 a.m mm -hmm. yeah i got off the boat at 6 a.m went to go get some breakfast started my drive around 1 p.m haven't even made it to the first like landmark yet, but it's been a beautiful drive. I get a call. Mm. You need to turn around and get back to the farm, basically. Um, yeah. Because otherwise, I would have been stuck in lockdown on a fucking campsite somewhere for four days, not being yeah. able to go anywhere. So I had to turn around. I stopped in Melbourne to say goodbye to one of our friends, to Paula, and then um, I just drove straight through and I got back to the farm at like 11 o'clock at night and curfew had started at midnight. So I <laughs> just skin my teeth and Fuck. yeah, but it actually worked out well because I was already planning on going back for a little bit to help them out on the farm yeah, for a few days when they were going out of town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I ended up just staying, I stayed for 10 days. I worked every day for 10 days straight and then started That's on my really way knackered. again. 
Yeah. Yeah, but it was fine because I was just like, I knew it was ending. Like, I knew it was yeah, just like a short. You had an when end you, point in sight. Yeah. When you're doing it every day and you're like, fuck, this is this forever, it's exhausting. But when I'm like, yeah. oh, I can do anything for 10 days because I know it's over. Yeah, that's so true. And you were back in your bedroom, weren't you? Were you I was in a different you? room. Oh, yeah, in a different because room. Because yeah. Bo moved into my room. House. And then I had yeah. to move into a different one. Yeah. But it was fine. Oh, and then you escaped Victoria. I finally know. got out of there. And started up the east coast of the mainland. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember, was it quite recently before you got to New York, you were in this hostel. I remember on your story, it was like you were surrounded oh, yeah, by Wollongong. people, but no one was talking to you. That was weird. It was weird, weird vibe. So the hostel itself was really yeah. cool. It was beautiful. It's this couple mm. who they do like an exporting business from Bali and they have, so all, all of their furniture is that gorgeous Balinese like oh, furniture and it's beautiful. But I think it's more of like a long-term hostel because there's universities mm. and stuff in Wollongong and the only other people there were all these dudes who I think were like tradies. But, like, literally, we were all just, like, sitting in, like, the common area. And, like, they wouldn't even, like, make eye contact with me. It was fucking weird. Yeah. I had that in um, Trincomalee in Sri Lanka. Mm. So weird. It was just a really (sighs) horrid vibe. And, like, just white dudes with dreadlocks talking about how amazing they were. And, like, oh, I don't know. It's just... White dudes and dreadlocks, full stop. Yeah, it was just, yeah. I felt so un. It was it. It's so funny. This is a perfect example of how like don't don't judge a book by its cover because you could think people were, would be really cool by the way they look. Okay, like, as that's in, like, where I think we differ because I've no, never no, 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 seen no. a white person with dreadlocks and thought that they were really cool. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the white oh. guys with dreadlocks. I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about people in general. Just like okay, you know, yeah, like nice and just they just looked really cool. Okay, I was judging them by the outside, and then like yeah, they're all shit. No one would talk to me. I felt really lonely. No yeah. one would. I was like cracking jokes, and it was like awkward silence. I was like, oh fuck, no, I can't do this. So I yeah, just took, no, they're just it not your people. people. No, it was great though. I just got a scooter and just took myself off and um, ended up meeting this really funny group of English girls on the beach, mm. and. They ended up coming back with me at some point, meeting up with me, and then came up to the hostels, staying in. I don't know. It was just great. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it all worked out. Weird. So that's the yeah. That's basically yeah, that, that was, was my so homework well. trip or my Montazi trip. I loved it. So I can't wait for, to go back. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for sharing your story. It was really interesting. I for patiently I feel like listening. I was, no, I feel like, because I saw your stories, obviously, but there are so many details in between that I didn't see, yeah. and like I feel like I have such a good picture of it now that one day I can go and visit, and I don't know, I just, It'll be fun. I just can't wait to like do normal shit, like do normal things that we it's took not- for granted before. All right. Well, thanks for for listening. Check us out on the gram and on Facebook and our Gmail. It's all the same. We're not really backpackers um, at all those things. And (laughs) we will talk to you in two weeks.
in two weeks. How exciting. Bye-bye. Safe travels, everybody. Safe travels. Oh I God. don't do also, that. I know, right? Also, I'll cut this part out. Do you want to see my piercings? <gasps> yeah. Well, you tried this one last time, but it was all glitchy. Oh yeah. Wait, did you get both of them done? I got both. I went back <gasps> I the next day and got the other one done. No, you fucking didn't. <laughs> yeah, I did. Let's see. Let's see. <gasps> oh my God, they're so cute. They're so little, right? Oh, they're done perfectly. How much I have to like lift? my boobs up to get them <laughs> but they're, uh, they're done so perfectly what did they say about did they tell you about like breastfeeding or something if you have kids in the about future about what did they say did they it's fine. Give you anything yeah you can do it oh amazing because okay, i was great. looking at it, i was reading up on it before and they're like yeah it's one of like the most common questions we get but it's like it should be fine unless you know there's something that happens that if you get like an infection that in scar tissue yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah blah but like it's fine is it are they sore no they have not hurt what? at all shut up i'm I not because there's so much blood like so i don't know i think so but like so when i went in the first day the woman was like are you sure you don't want both and i was like oh, I don't know. I don't think so. And she was like, because most people that end up getting one come back like two weeks later and get the second one. So if you do like, because if you get them done at the same time, like your healing process will be the same time. Otherwise you're just kind of like staggering it out. And I was like, I'm just going to do one. She's like, okay, fine. So I did it. And like, it hurt for like half a second. But it was so good. (laughs) It was so nice and oh then God. i just felt fucking like great all day i was just like on endorphins just like this I is fucking cool love getting piercings and tattoos because it's like it feels like christmas or a birthday it's like and yeah. you keep looking at it and you're like oh my god it's so fresh and so new and exciting i love it i love it so then the next day i was like <laughs> i think i want to get the other one done <laughs> so I went back and then I was like paying the meter for parking and she was like standing she was like hey and I was like I'm getting my other one done she's like I knew it (laughs) I knew you'd be back (laughs) so I was talking to her about it she's like how does it feel and I was like it feels great she's like oh like did you like we were talking about it and I was like it literally hasn't hurt like at all like ever like after the initial like actual piercing part it doesn't hurt and she was like are you being serious and I was like yeah and she's like Okay, like if it's gonna hurt, it's gonna hurt the first like two days, and that's gonna be the worst of it. And then after that, it gets better. So if it doesn't hurt at all right now, like you should be fine. And I was like, fuck yeah. And then she was saying something about blood, and I was like, it hasn't bled either. There's been zero blood. And she was like, she's like, I think you're just really lucky. And I'm like, yeah, I I hope so. So then I got the other one done. No, they look great. I love them. Well, I think you look like you got your piercings, you got your pink hair. I mean, you're a tan, you got your tie dye on. 
You're just on fire. <laughs> Me, I'm getting paler and greyer by the second. No. It'll be spring soon enough. 